Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the third episode of the No Fire Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today we have some wonderful topics planned out for you guys. We'll see if we get to any of them. Um, But we recently just got some tattoos, so we'll definitely touch on that. Sapphire's 31st birthday is coming up, so we'll have to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, go ahead and jump into it. The first thing I wanted to talk about, though, I was... We've been in the realm of talking about fitness and stuff, and we're not working out right now because we did just get tattoos. <laughs> so I wanted to reminisce a little bit and talk about <laughs> our 75-day hard challenge that oh, we did. I knew you were going to talk about that. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a good topic to talk about, and it was a viral thing at one point, so I feel like some people can relate to it, whether they tried it or whether they just heard about it, whatever the case is. So in 2021... So, oh my god it's been so long since we did it i know we did it in the summer which it, was stupid yes and it is hot where we live so it's definitely not an optimal you know time to do it temperature and humidity rate and everything <laughs> so we did the 75 day hard challenge so what it is for anybody that doesn't know is 75 days of zero cheat meals drinking one gallon of water a day reading 10 pages of a entrepreneurial nonfiction. Yep. And then taking a progress picture every day. Yeah. Is that all of it? Oh, I forgot the most important part. The working out. You have to work out (laughs) for two sessions, 45 minutes each, and one of them has to be outdoors. Correct. Like we said, we did this in summer, so. Terrible time. Yeah. We did get pretty tan, though. Yeah, we did. Some really bad tan lines, but tan and fit at the end what would you say was the hardest part of the challenge for you honestly it's probably a tie between the gallon of water and the double workout like yeah and like the double workout with what we do for a living like it was like a triple workout (laughs) on the days that we had to do that and work yeah we would do at least one of our exercises before we went to work yep sometimes two before we went to work and we then tried we, to do two yeah if we didn't do both before we went to work we'd have to work out after work and that was just brutal yeah it was terrible <laughs> yeah i feel like the hardest part for me especially in the beginning was feeling like i wasn't eating enough food and we weren't eating enough food because we were burning so many calories yeah. and i was we were tracking all of our calories i was tracking mine on my fitness pal mm-hmm. i was like weighing everything out and yeah i remember <laughs> i think i was eating like 2300 calories it was not enough to sustain that much exercise that many steps throughout the day I felt like I was just deteriorating. I was so sore for the first week. I was sore for like three weeks. Yeah, it was and rough. Super tired. Like just zero days off. You don't have any time to recover. So it's just. Yeah, you're working out your sore muscles and it was tough. It was tough. And we did. So we basically like our outdoor exercise would be cardio and mm-hmm. then our indoor exercise would be weightlifting. Mm hmm. And I'm sure throughout the 75 days, we did days where we just did like two doses of cardio. Mm -hmm. But most of the days we did lifting and cardio every single day. Typically a bike ride while it's hot as hell. Yeah. If I'm feeling frisky, I'll throw up the pictures of what we look like before and after. 
I have a little collage. Okay, maybe I'll just use that. It was absolutely brutal, but the results were pretty crazy, though. Yeah. I lost 20 pounds. I don't remember. I think I put weight on just because I was putting on muscle, Yeah, which is kind of what I was trying to do anyway, but uh, that was definitely the most... What lean is the word? Yeah, I was definitely the leanest I've ever been. I yeah. went from one seventy three down to one fifty three. I don't remember. I was like like one thirty five at the end of the challenge. Yeah, I don't remember what I was going into the challenge though. It was uh, definitely an experience. It was mentally as hard as it was physically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mentally just it to was... like get yourself to do the next workout or finish your water at the end of the yeah i was just about to say that sitting i i will never forget the feeling of laying in bed with my 60 ounce jug of water telling (laughs) myself that i just have to get through these last 30 ounces like i wanted to puke and cry at the end of my day when i hadn't finished my water because i knew i couldn't go to sleep without doing it yeah it was and rough. as difficult as it was and probably as outlandish as the challenge is, I would recommend it to literally anybody. Yeah, I feel like it did give us a good like reset, like mentally, yeah. physically gave us a reset. I mean, I had abs for like six months after that yeah. and I was not eating healthy. So. Yeah, same, same. I mean, we we pretty we maintained pretty well up until the fire. Yeah. I don't know. I I kind of fluctuated on my my weight and like as far as working out, I've always been consistent. That's more of what I meant. Like we've but stayed to the work. We weren't as consistent before the seventy five day challenge, which is why we wanted to do it anyway. Yeah, that's true. And we've stayed consistent. Like I mean, I'm not gonna say our, our diet's always great because our it's, diet is probably not so great. No, but we compensate for you know. We do a lot of steps throughout the day, so we're we're always burning calories, always getting our steps in. Mm-hmm. I try to always drink a good amount of water, and I try to be productive throughout the day. I feel like that's part of the mindset of doing that challenge is staying productive and getting things done that either you need to get done or that you want to get done. Yeah. So it helps with motivation in a way, and even though it's been a long time, it's still nice to kind of reflect on that and be like, oh, I... I did that. Yeah. When people talk about it, they're like, oh, I want to do the 75 day challenge. I'm like, no, and I did that and you should. It's great, but don't expect it to be easy because it wasn't. That's probably one of the I mean, I don't think I've ever done any other type of fitness challenge like that. Oh, I, I don't think I, I do like either. like the small ones, like like the butt workout regimen that you'll do for like seven days straight or what like small things like that, yeah. but not 75 days, not. Oh, I, and we had we couldn't drink alcohol. Oh, yeah. No alcohol. No alcohol. That included the diet of no cheating, like no fried foods yes. and no alcohol. And no sweets. No sweets. That was probably really that, beneficial for us, the no sweets. The, that's, that was one. That was hard for me because, you know, I love my sweets. And at the time, we probably did drink more alcohol. Now we hardly ever drink. But yeah. It's been some time. Like two and a half years ago or however long it was we probably did drink a little bit more oh yeah 100 percent. we were going to lbc all the time we were going out with our co-workers yeah that's true that was like once everything was like starting to clear up somewhat from covid like it was more normal than the year before that so we were like really trying to go out and do all the things we should have just done it during covid yeah but i gained so much weight during covid it was gross 
I don't remember if I did or didn't. My weight fluctuates a lot. Every single day. I got up to like almost 190 pounds. I don't see it, honey. I never, I just see You never do. Well, you see me every day. I know. Same to you. Yeah. You don't notice the changes as much. Mm -mm. So what would you say right now would be like your ideal regiment workout? Like how many days would you want to work out? What kind of diet would you aspire to have? What are you looking to accomplish right now? Um, well, since again, the fire, Mm -hmm. I feel like we have to explain about that, but we had a kitchen fire at our restaurant and we were closed for three months. Okay. So it was financially detrimental. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, yeah. So since the fire, I think I've been struggling to like stay in my routine. So Mm -hmm. I've like decided that I have to work out a minimum of three days a week, Okay. but I would ideally like to work out five days a week. 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I like to weight lift. I know that, you know, low weight, high rep is the best way to do it. Do I do that all the time? No, because yeah. I don't want to. Sometimes I like to feel strong. Sometimes I want to lift heavier weights. A lot of times I like to feel strong and lift heavier weights. But yeah. Yeah. So um, three to five days a week, three minimal, five at most. Again, because of what we do. What What do you want your diet to look like? Oh, that's a rough one for me. I mean, like, do you want to be gaining weight? Do you want to be losing weight? Do you want to try and eat healthier? What are you aspiring to do? Um, I'm trying to be better about eating healthier. I ate terribly for those few months just mm-hmm. because I ate whatever the hell I wanted. We were not working and yeah. kind of depressed and, you know, it was what it was. Um, so better diet for sure. I really need to lay off the sweets. Yeah. Because I love you just be chocolate. keeping them in the house. Well, I know. the holidays are also hard because we got so much chocolate for Christmas this year. Yeah, but like the chocolate was like the easiest part of it. It's all the other candy that we have that like is just sitting there. So it's just pure sugar. Yeah. I mean, we've had it sitting there. We're not really going through it at this point. So yeah, the chocolate, different game, different game. It's a nice treat once in a while, but when it becomes an everyday ritual to eat candy, it just makes it hard to cut that out of your diet. Oh, 100%. But I definitely need to cut that out of my diet. Um, <laughs> they're cute. Uh, yeah, if only they could stay like that. I know. They never stay like that. Um. So as far as... Oh, more water. I need to drink more, more water. water. I'm That's terrible right now. Yeah. I'm just... <sighs> I've always been focused on getting stronger in the gym. And I feel like I often hit plateaus and especially working out at home now and not having this is not even like uh, a workout partner, but like peers, like looking at me while I'm working out. I don't (laughs) care as much about how much I'm lifting. I care more about form and how many reps I can do for a certain amount of weight. Mm -hmm. And it's more of an aesthetic thing for me than it is like a getting stronger and I like lots of like calisthenic stuff. So I've been doing like pull-ups, dips, push-ups. Increasing those numbers right now is more important for me. So as far as like 2024 20, as a whole, like I want to be able to do more pull-ups. I want to be able to do more dips, more push-ups. That's I don't really one. care about bench pressing more weight. I think that those calisthenic type workouts are better for my physique than specifically just lifting. Yeah. Because I feel like, and I'm not saying I have bad genes, I'm just saying that (laughs) 
I am very consistent working out and I have been for several years now and I've never really with the exception of the 75 day hard challenge been able to get a physique that I was happy with and even when I was done with the 75 day hard challenge looking at myself in the mirror I wasn't happy with it reflecting on it I'm like oh I looked great right but when I was at that stage you know I have that body dysmorphia type thing going on so I'll never be happy with the way that I look we all have that I literally have not been able to get my abs back I don't know for like eight months at this point mm-hmm. and I I know it's my diet I know what I'm like not doing when it comes to my workouts anymore or what I'm eating when I shouldn't be eating but and I want to say this for everybody out there like you know abs are made in the kitchen <laughs> yes they are you can make your abs pop by doing ab exercises but if you have fat covering it they're going to be less present the lower your body fat percentage is better your abs are gonna look most of the time 99 percent of the time yeah you're right which is why if i just gave up my sweets but that's the thing is back to the body dysmorphia even when i did my abs were like at the peak of what i've ever had them to be i Mm -hmm. still was like i still my bottom my bottom two abs are still not as defined as i want them to be my abs look weird my abs kind of look weird, too, just because I get the top four and they're, like, consistent, but then there's nothing at the bottom. Well, yeah, I have, like, nothing at the bottom, but that's also, like, the body fat percentage, the diet, like, all of that. But my abs are, like, offset. I have, like, one that kind of <laughs> sticks out in the middle. They just look weird, and it's not, like, uh, aesthetically pleasing. So that's kind of frustrating, but... Genetics. Yeah, it's all genetics. <laughs> No, it's not all genetics, but it has something to do with it. Oh, 100%. There are genetic freaks out there that have never worked out a day in their life, and they will always aesthetically look good. Yeah. We just aren't blessed like that. No, we fluctuate a lot. You're blessed with easily being able to increase the roundness of your shoulders, (laughs) which I wish that I had. It makes me jealous. They are naturally already round, though. So as soon as I like the last workout that I did before I got the tattoo with you was Mm -hmm. an arm workout. Yeah. So like my arms still look great. And I mean, not that like the rest of me is whatever, but my shoulders are just always naturally round. Yeah. And sometimes people get like, I'll go get something or do something at work and like I'll be wearing my takeout shirt and somebody will see my arm and they're like, why does your arm look like that? I'm like, please don't look at them. That's just, I don't know. That's just what they look like. Don't people do that. People make you feel insecure about it. Yeah, because it's like like masculine. Like my arms look kind of, ma- and like that's always been an insecurity of me, of mm-hmm. mine. Like anytime I've ever, before I've like learned about the different types of workouts and you know, how to form different parts of you basically. Like I did before I was like always doing full body workouts. I didn't break my workouts down into like, back and biceps or chest and tries. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do leg day. Like I was just working everything out at one time. Yeah. But once I like learned more about that and then I started seeing the change in my, it was during the challenge, how much my arms changed from the workouts that I was doing. It makes you insecure. Yeah. I don't know. And you're, you want round shoulders and I don't. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I feel like I've been working on my shoulders for like a year and a half now. They're just never going to get to the way that I want them to look because even when they look like right now, what I envision them to be, 
maybe they'll look like that in a year but when I get to that point I'm gonna be like oh they don't look big enough that type of thing (laughs) I'm like are they looking too round today sometimes I don't like certain tops that I like I won't wear a top like this if I worked out arms that day see my insecurity is not I guess it's related to my physique but like the softness of my features the roundness of my face honey I love all those chin you don't have a double chin yeah i do no you don't i'm using this angle so that i look decent right now <laughs> i know all your angles i have uh i feel like effeminate features yeah that's just carried with me through life i guess honey we are each other's other half that's when just... i was a little boy people used to tell me oh your daughter's so cute to like my <laughs> parents and i think i would cry honey you are handsome well thank you honey I'm glad you think so. People are just jealous because you have good features. You got big lips. You got good eyes. You got nice skin. You're tall. You're muscular. They're just jealous. All right. You just don't give yourself enough credit. Enough about us and our workout regimens and such. I want to go ahead and jump into the relationship corner. Bum, bum, bum. So this week I wanted to talk about social media (laughs) and relationships. I feel like there is a lot to unpack here because there are different levels to this and we'll, we'll get to each one. I'll try and keep it in a line. Um, How do you feel about your significant other having social media in general? I don't care. I agree. I don't care either. But I feel like there are certain scenarios where it may make me feel insecure. Okay. For me personally, obviously this doesn't relate to everyone. Everybody's relationship is different. Everybody has a different mindset about these things. But without including the tier of where money is involved, the level of social media where there is actually money coming in for people, say, posting videos or pictures... If you are posting frequently and they are provocative type pictures, in my head, it kind of just seems like it's for attention. Okay. I could see that. If you have a goal in mind, like, hey, I want to grow my social media so I can do A, B, or C, I think that's awesome. And maybe you need to post those provocative pictures because that's what's going to gain you followers and attention and get you to where you want to go. But if it is just for your own mindset of, oh, I want to see this person, that person, like my pictures, comment on my stuff, it not only does it seem fake, but it just seems, I don't know, I like, it doesn't make me feel good if my significant other was doing that. Yeah, I could see, I would feel the same way, obviously. I found this on the web. Oh, thanks, Siri. Appreciate that. (laughs) I would say, so leading into that, leading into where they're is actually money involved. I feel like there's different levels to that. So in my own personal experience, I wanted to grow my social media so that I would have opportunities to make money in different avenues, which I'm currently pursuing. Yes. And we're doing another one with this podcast. If this turns into something that's monetarily beneficial, that would be absolutely awesome. And I would love for that to happen. But at the moment, we're just learning more about each other. We're doing this for the love of our fans. (laughs) Um, I cannot. But there's different there's different roads to it. So let's let's go on the first road. 
that relates to me personally? Does it make you feel uncomfortable that I now make videos that I post online and make money from? No, but you saying it like that makes it seem like those videos. Well, I'm, I'm leading into something else. But as it is right now. No, like, as it is right now, obviously, okay. I support you. I love that you found something that you like doing. Yeah. So to explain to our many, many fans, um, I built up a TikTok channel, applied to a program, got accepted to the program, and I now make review videos where I make commissions on products. It's not a livable amount of money, but it's a great side income that I have going on for me. And I planned it all out and I worked towards that goal and I achieved that goal. Yes. So that's where we are with that. So Mm -hmm. the next thing I want to ask you, how do you feel about your significant other doing something in a more i would say sexual manner a step further than being like an instagram model like only fans and that level and tier of something so let's start off um, let me preface it okay so this significant other this hypothetical significant other has an only fans but doesn't make enough off of it to support themselves or to financially benefit you as a couple they're making money off of it say like my situation i'm making great side income but it's not like i could go and quit my job and i'd be okay i mean it doesn't really matter what the situation is like i don't think i would be comfortable Mm -hmm. being in a relationship with somebody who does not that there's anything like i'm not against it by any means but like for me as a person with my own insecurities like i just don't I just don't think I would be okay with that. Like, I, I, yeah, no, I know. I just, I wouldn't be okay with it. I feel like we're the same way. I think we're really jealous people. Yeah. <laughs> I would never want to see you, like, flirting with somebody else. And yeah. I know that you wouldn't intentionally ever do that to me. So no. I don't have to worry about those types of things. Or somebody seeing, like. Yeah, your, your body. Like, like, I don't even like walking around in, like two shorter shorts and a crop top because it makes me uncomfortable like let alone somebody like you know seeing the rest of you (laughs) yeah we're pretty private people in like a sexual aspect yeah yeah, i would definitely agree with that it's just i i'm on the same wavelength i don't think that that there is like a tier of money that would make me feel comfortable with it Obviously, if you're like uber successful at it and you're in the top 1% of or whatever of OnlyFans and you would be able to financially support, say, the both of us, it still wouldn't make me comfortable with it. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's like she said, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But that's just who we are as people. And that's just how we feel. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Just as like even as like individuals, I just just don't think it would work for me like I'm I'm yeah. way too insecure for something like that and like I'm not a very insecure person in mm-hmm. as a whole I guess but when it comes to something like that like I feel like I'm breaking out in hives right now thinking about it yeah it's it stressful just, yeah it makes me stressed and yeah I don't like that okay yeah I think uh I feel like we covered everything in the social media realm I don't know if there's anything that we didn't touch on but yeah I think that covers all of it pretty much agreed Let us know your thoughts down in the comments to our many, many fans. (laughs) Hopefully this doesn't start an argument. So the next thing I wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. was, uh, and let me 
let me uh, let me talk to the fans on this one. So when somebody comes to your house and they knock I on the door. I already know where this is going. Go ahead. Do you answer the door even though you're not expecting anyone to come? Do you look out the window, out the peephole? Do you kind of look and see and like, oh, yeah, that looks like a neighbor or a salesman and kind of decide upon there? How do you go upon this situation? Personally, if somebody knocks at the door, I always look to make sure that it's not like our neighbor. Like we had the neighbor come over the other day. They kicked the ball over the fence. I was like, cool, I'll go grab it. I'll throw it back over. We have dogs. They didn't want to like hop the fence or anything. Totally fine. If it is somebody that I don't recognize, there is a 0% chance that I'm opening the door. I'll have my window wide open, blasting the TV, and they can make eye contact with me, and I'm not opening the door. Literally a 0% chance. How do you feel about that? I feel like it's rude. I I, I don't fucking care. I know, but like, even if it's like a salesperson, like, and you're not going to buy whatever they're selling, like, hear them out. They're out here knocking no, on all the doors. And that is literally wasting their time. It's not wasting their time. Because I'm going to say no. First of all, when the people come to the door and I answer it, I always put it back on you, by the way. Like, for example, Spectrum came by recently and he, mm-hmm. the guy was like telling me about, you know, whatever the packages, the deals and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I, before he even went into it, I told him... I don't, I don't take care of any of the bills in this house. I was like, <laughs> my boyfriend takes care of everything. The bill, that bill's under his name along with the rest of them. Like, I was like, I have no say in this matter. Like, just, you know, whatever. And he still went on with his spiel. And I was like, oh, you can tell him X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll leave yeah. him the information. Like, like, oh, one of our friends was doing the door to door. And he said the same thing. Like, when he was doing it, he was like, even if you don't want to buy what I'm selling, like, just hear me out. Phil. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Phil. Disagree. 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 Hard disagree. I I feel so uncomfortable saying no to people that I would I'm they talk to me for way too long. You can just say no in the nicest manner. And most of the time when people are coming to sell things to us, it's they don't things that take we know for an answer. Not, I was in sales. I know how it goes. Honey, that's different. The sales that you were in was different. When the people are coming to the door, like most of the time we can't buy the services they're selling. Like when solar comes, we yeah. don't own this house. I know. When the people who want to come and do the maintenance of the lawn and the irrigation, I guess we could do the maintenance of the lawn, but like not the irrigation people that come and do all the... Yeah. We don't own the house. So most of the time I can get out of it and be like, oh, we rent. Sorry. I just feel like especially if yeah. if they can't see me, maybe I would feel less inclined to open the door. But most of the time I've got a whole lot of plants in this bitch. Like the windows are open mm-hmm. and they can see me. Yeah, I just I just don't care. And um, most of the people are the windshield people. <laughs> And I have divots and cracks in my windshield. Not like a ghetto bad, but... It was tiny. They want to replace my windshield. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested. I don't want to take the time to do it, nor the phone call or the paperwork or whatever it is necessary. I just don't care. I just don't care. And there's a 0% chance that I am ever going to accept your services. If I need anything, I will seek them out. Yeah. And I don't like people coming to my house unannounced. This is a no soliciting neighborhood with a homeowners association. You shouldn't even be going door to door in here. That's true. I'm sorry. Just leave me alone. Honey, you are an old man before you're an old man. I'm not. I'm never going to yell at somebody. I'm always going to be nice to people. And that's what is <laughs> makes it difficult for me to say no to salesmen that come to the door. 
I have to find you know, like you. I have to find a roundabout way for it's. It's not me saying no. You I'm can like, just oh well, put the car is under my dad's name. Insurance is under him. Blah blah blah. Put it on me. Sorry, that's my girlfriend's car. <laughs> she's she's not here right now. Like, uh, my girlfriend's in Ecuador right now, so it's gonna be months before she gets back. <laughs> and then they're gonna be like, oh well, I'll just come back in a couple months. Or they like ask for my phone number, and I'm like, no. But enough about that. It's fine. I think we know where we stand on that. I will never answer the door. And I will always answer the door. <laughs> and it's going to drive me crazy forever. I just, I look, no, at no, least no. I looked at the peak Here's pole. the real peak, issue. Peak or peep? If we're both home, she's not the one answering the door. She makes me answer the door. Because That's I go the deal real with the problem. dogs. I go take them outside, make sure Charlie's a little yapper. I will, I will take the big scary dogs away outside. The scary no salesman ones are the one is we have scared to of a Pomeranian. About. No. They're Do you just scared of Jackson. I think we should make a deal that next time somebody comes to the door and it needs to be answered, it's all you. Fine. So we got to touch on the the tattoos that we got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mine, you can't really. Are you going to show yours? No, I'm going to put the put pictures, pictures in. Up. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'll put pictures or videos or whatever. I was like, mine's so wrapped. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> So, we got Pokemon tattoos. Yeah. So, explain that a little bit. Where did the inspiration come from? How long have you wanted one? What did you get? Give me all the deets. So, as we briefly mentioned earlier, my birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 31. Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> 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 um, so, the inspiration was, I mean, since I was a kid, I've always loved Pokemon, like, I had the little card collecting books that had like the little slides that you, you know, you could double put the cards in. Mine was the red one with the Pikachu on the front. It had a little plastic clasp. I remember the book. I know like exactly it was, what you're talking about. Yeah. Like it was yesterday and it yeah. destroys me to know that I don't have it. It was in a storage unit that my family. Could have lost millions. I had holographic cards. Like I, I went to the movies to go get the Pokemon, the Mewtwo that was there, the holographic Mewtwo. Like I, I was invested in Pokemon, mm-hmm. and like my sister had a yellow book, Pikachu on the front. I thought mine was Pikachu. Mine was Charmander. Hers was Pikachu because her book was yellow, my book was red, mm-hmm. and we collected them. Like because me and my sister are only like a year and a half apart, so we collected them. All throughout childhood, it wasn't until later in adulthood that we found out that they weren't the books weren't around anymore. But anyway, tattoo inspo. Um, a few years back, probably like f- four or five years ago, chatting with my best friends. I have three best friends: Kayla, Lace, and Phil. Um, we've been friends for twelve years now. Mm-hmm. They are also into Pokemon as well. Kayla and Lace. Um, and my well, Kayla and Lace are more invested in the Pokemon Go than I am, but we all play Pokemon Go and, you know, whatever. So a few years back, I said we should all go get a Pokemon tattoo together. Like we each get our own Pokemon on like what we wanted, what represented us or what yeah. what Pokemon we connected with the most, you know. And initially they were down, but like it had just been something that we had talked about and it never came around. And then when, you know, as my tattoos progress, I'm like, I want a Pokemon tattoo like somebody do the Pokemon with me and they two so two of them have no tattoos Mm -hmm. and then the one who does have tattoos it's been quite some time since she's been tattooed yeah so you know they're just they just weren't about it which is why we uh never did it so I brought it up my last tattoo session which was my ET tattoo 
Yeah. Uh, that I that I still wanted to do a Pokemon and Charlie, my tattoo guy, our tattoo guy, he was obviously down because that's the kind of cool dude he is. And then yeah. recently, I was talking to you about it, and we we're like. I, I think, I don't know, if, did I suggest it or did you suggest it? You definitely suggested it. I suggested it, yeah. So go get it. And we reached out to him, said, you know, hey, like, what's your availability like? Can you get us in? And we decided that if we could get in, we were going to do it. Yeah. And we did. And we did. And we did the damn thing. So what'd you get? I got Trimander. Um, I got this, well, it's not necessarily the scene from Pokemon because he was, like, crying in the scene um, with his, like, little rain leaf covering his little fire tail because mm-hmm. you know he could die without his fire so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dramatic scene but i had recently was like looking around at different like you know pokemon charmander specifically different pictures of charmander and i had found one where he was smiling with the leaf and i am a big plant mama not that i have to tell you that but yeah. for the people who don't know i have plants a lot of plants <laughs> i one day i'm gonna count them to see how many i have in the house like anything in an individual pot or glass will count as one. We'll do that another day. But, um, oh yeah. So he was holding the leaf and he was smiling in the picture that I saw. And that was it. I was like, this is, this is the Pokemon tattoo that I want. This is the picture that I want. This is the scene that I want. And I was set on it. Yeah. So I sent two inspo pictures to Charlie and he absolutely nailed it. Like he always yeah, does. Yeah, that's awesome. That yeah, I love really him good. so much. I wish you could see him, but you know. That's all right. They'll, they'll be able to see it. Hopefully we can get a, another picture with my little wrap off. It's getting it's getting itchy. Yeah. So I went a little bit of a different route. Yes, you did. Not that I wasn't into Pokemon growing up, because I definitely was. I was just definitely not into Pokemon as much as you were. Mm-hmm. But I've always, I'm a huge anime nerd. I'm sure the fans know that. <laughs> um. I'm always wearing some sort of like anime merch of some sort. Isn't this that is actually Charlie's? this is our tattoo guy's shirt. Um, little chainsaw man character with a little 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 tats on his book. Um, yes. So, anyways, I went a little bit of a different route. I got Raichu, but one of my favorite anime is Naruto, as it is, I'm sure, plenty of other people. And there's a character named Kakashi on Naruto, and he has to do with electricity. He's the copy ninja. He has a Sharingan, yada, yada, yada. He looks super cool, super cool character. Um, and he has this technique called the Ch- Chidori, and it's basically like an electricity ball of energy. Mm-hmm. And Raichu, obviously, is an electric Pokemon, so we kind of did a little combination of the two. So it's Raichu as Kakashi, and it came out looking absolutely killer. So I need to remember that. It. So when other anime people talk about things, I can say that you have a Raichu as a Kakashi. 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 Yes. Kakashi. Raichu as Kakashi. I got Raichu down. <laughs> I was like, he got a Raichu Naruto themed. Like I knew what anime it was after, yeah, I but mean, that's good enough. I didn't know the guy's name. Kakashi. Kakashi Hadake. I ain't going that far, but yes, I have like he ended up being Hokage. He's known as the Copy Ninja. Uh, I don't think I know. I need a refresher on the Yu Yu Hakusho names. Uh, don't don't no wait um once he 
Yep, that's him right there. One's like Ku Kubara. Yep, that's him right here. Ooh, um, God, what's the finger guy? <sighs> um, it kind of sounds like the name a little bit. You. Yusuke. Yusuke, yeah. And what's one more? Is he red hair? Or red I, hair. I thought I named him. You did Kuabara. Kuabara has red hair too, though, right? Orange. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's Kurama. Kurama. I remember that one before. I remember the other one. Yeah. What's the little guy with the. You can just call him Junior. Junior. His name's Kuwinma, though. Kuwinma. Yes. It's been a while. I needed a refresher. He is the son of the king of spirit world. That's why they call him Junior. That's why he's got it on his forehead. It's like a tattoo on his forehead. Cute. Yeah. So Apple is coming out, or it's already out. I'm not 100% sure, with a VR headset. No. Take a guess at how much it costs. Like ballpark what normal VR head? I don't know what they usually cost. Oh, they're not that expensive. Like... A starter VR headset is probably like sub $500. That's expensive. A really good one is probably like 1500 to 2000 And that's like probably like a top of the line one is probably like 1500 to $2,000. i am going to say it's, then Apple's going to be absurd and it's going to be like four or five grand. It's $3,600. Are you kidding it's twice what a, a Premier Apple laptop costs. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Unreal. Unreal. Not like to who, mention my beautiful uh, iPad that I just got for Christmas. Well, my thing is, like, who is that marketed to? A $3,600 VR headset? You just have to Gamers? have money to just spend. Yeah, but yes and no, because I feel like gamers as a whole aren't aren't that big on the whole VR thing yet. Like it's not good enough to the point where somebody would buy a VR headset instead of buying a gaming PC okay, or console for that matter. Well, then and I it's don't know way who the more expensive. It. Say a PlayStation five is like, I think you can get one for like 500 bucks. Mm. You're going to tell me you're going to buy seven PlayStations. I think just because it's so realistic and it's, in your face it's different I think i'm it's like a afraid cool, to try one i think it's a cool concept but i think that i just i don't know who they're marketing that to you just have to be either really wealthy or really into vr to just go and spend four grand on something like that yeah no thank you it's more expensive than their phones and their tablets and their computers what would i buy for four grand right now a down payment on a car i do want a new car what would your dream car be if you could buy any car right now money is nothing what would it be i want a forerunner i want a like a beautiful hunter green black rims black interior sexy forerunner that's what i want you or wouldn't go for like like the Lexus option? No, I mean, it's, like obviously, it's a if money forerunner, but just nicer. If money wasn't an ob- object, then sure. But something, I mean, forerunner is still going to be expensive. A Lexus. Gonna oh be- yeah, forerunner is incredibly expensive, but it's a great vehicle. It'll probably last you a really long time. I mean, I, I, my Nissan, I bought, I bought it new, and it has been nothing but good to me. And it's only at like eighty nine thousand miles. Yeah. 
So it's like, I want to ride her till the wheels fall off, but at the same time, I don't want an SUV. You want something new. Yeah, that's I, I want an SUV because, you know, I like buying things and flipping them and changing them into other things and yeah. also want to have my own business and I would like to be able to load up in my car and go where I got to go. That's fair. Yeah, I would say if I could buy any car right now, I wouldn't even want like a, not even like a supercar or anything like that. One that always comes back around as a car that I want and something that I've wanted since I was a teenager is a 2014 Subaru WRX hatchback. Even these damn hatchbacks. Not even the STI. I want the five-speed manual. It's just, it's all-wheel drive. I, I don't know. I love a hatchback. I love the way that it looks. I rode in one when I was a teen, like a younger teenager, and it was just eye-opening for me <laughs> obviously you're still talking about it. yeah i just i don't know i love that car well and i like i'm a zero to 60 guy i don't like driving super fast but i love accelerating <laughs> it's got great acceleration all-wheel drive turbo four-cylinder is it a stick yeah it's a stick i will throw up it's a stick only Ugh. can't get it in an automatic no yeah. you know how sick i get in the car let alone in a stick shift. But you won't let me have a motorcycle, so... I'll take the stick shift. Yes. So, we've been talking about getting a new bed for a long time now. And obviously, there's a bunch of different companies out there, like Casper Mattress, Purple Mattress, and various other ones. But I feel like it's hard for me to decide and there's a bunch of different mattress stores that we could go to like lay on the beds. We just actually need to go lay on the beds and see what they feel like and figure out what we want. Yeah. What we want, whether it's something firmer, whether it's something softer, cause we bought an Amazon mattress and I wouldn't say that it's a terrible bed and maybe it's great for some people, but it's just not working for us. I have not slept good. <laughs> And I don't know. I'm not sleeping in a deep sleep. And that's my problem. And I think it's because I can't like get comfortable or stay comfortable. I feel like I toss and turn every night, all night. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We need to get a new bed and they are so expensive. Isn't there a mattress store by the pet store? There is a mattress store by the pet store Mm -hmm. and we need to go get dog food. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe we can go lay on some mattresses today and kind of see how they feel. Yeah, I need some, I need sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's a worthy investment. Like, regardless of how much money the mattress costs, you're sleeping for a portion, a large portion of your life. So you want something <laughs> comfortable to lay on. I'm not sleeping for a large portion of my life. I'm not sleeping. Well, that's why we need to invest in a mattress. <laughs> I want to know what the average person is okay with spending on a mattress. Is it like a thousand bucks? Is it two thousand, three thousand, four thousand? I don't want to spend any money on it. Yeah, we don't (laughs) want to spend any money on it, but it's it's a necessary investment. What would you feel like you're comfortable with spending on a mattress? Honestly, at this rate of sleep deprivation that I'm at, I will give you my savings account for it. So let's just go get a mattress then. I know. I just They'll hate deliver taking it. money out of my savings account. Yeah. I mean, so they'll deliver it to the house. I know. It's it's necessary. And we probably have the right frame for it to go on already. Yeah. We need um, 
we'll need the same type of mattress because we don't have one that supports a box spring now we got rid of that one. Oh well, yeah if we need it we can buy one yeah you're talking about giving like your savings get, account i would like you know what let's look let's look at what level of firmness we purchased well, what level of firmness do you think we purchased i think it's probably if i had to guess like like a medium firmness I wouldn't say it's soft and I wouldn't say it's firm. I would say it's somewhere in the middle. It ain't comfortable. That's what it is. We bought it in 2020. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know how long we've had it. This is July 30th, 2020. What's the life of it's the mattress? It's firm. It's firm? The mattress is firm. This is the mattress we bought. It is very affordable. It's a cheap mattress and it has a ton of reviews and it's four and a half stars. So people obviously really like the bed. Maybe I just didn't. But I feel like the price is factored into that. It's maybe not a four and a half star mattress comparatively to like every mattress. But for the amount of money spent, it's probably that's where it gets its rating from. I guess so. How much was it? Less oh. than $400. That's a cheap mattress. That, that is, is a cheap really cheap mattress. And I know we have to go get dog kibble. But you just made dog food recently. That's something I wanted to touch on as well. People love animals. People love spoiling their animals. And I wouldn't necessarily say that this is spoiling your animals. I would say yes, that it's it providing them with a proper diet. Yeah, you're right. I so, mean, kibble is like freeze-dried food. There's no hydration in it. I wouldn't even say that it's freeze-dried. I would say it's a process. Yeah, it's not freeze-dried. That's not the right word. It's Yeah, it's like processed, but it is dried. Like, imagine um, eating microwave dinners your entire life. How unhealthy you would be. Yeah. I mean, a good thing that you can do for kibble is add water to it because it helps rehydrate the food and it also makes it easier for your dog to digest it. Yeah. Which is, we do add kibble into their food because mm-hmm. we make dog food that goes with it. But first, we take the kibble and we add water to it to make that a more, like, sustainable source of food for them that's not that's like their base is the kibble with some water added into it and then we add the food that we make you mean tell them what's in it yeah give it give it a quick rundown some chicken sweet potatoes uh sweet peas carrots what am i missing green Green beans beans, bone broth bone broth celery is celery nutritious yeah well no it's just like an added like filler yeah, I sometimes I like to cook it into their food, but sometimes I like to cut it up and put it on their food because it gives them like a little crunch yeah. with like the rest of their stuff. They like texture too. Yeah, so um, yeah, but you put up that all in the crock pot, you let it cook for six hours, and it is a oh, and we do kidney beans. Mm-hmm. We don't always remember the kidney beans, but that's also good it's probably a good dogs. source of protein and fiber for them i would Le- imagine legumes or whatever they're called legumes yeah well beans are in the legume family but also nuts are in the legume family as well like peanuts yes. and I like peanuts. things i think maybe i'm totally wrong with that but i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah they're spoiled so we make that put it in the crock pot we portion it out freeze but we're not currently using we go through one tupperware at a time um, our little dog, Charlie, the Pomeranian, he solely eats that. He doesn't eat kibble at all. Well, it's partially because his teeth are kind of messed up. Yeah, his teeth are, he's 10. His teeth are terrible. He needs to get them pulled. He will get them pulled. That's the whole thing. But 
he doesn't I mean he'll eat it but I just feel like it's easier for him to eat the soft food and I guess that's me spoiling him and just letting him have the soft food because that's what he wants well I wouldn't say that you're spoiling him I would just say that you're providing him with a nutritious meal yeah I just want to make sure he's good I just keep hearing this dog commercial that is like don't think of buying our food as spoiling your dog think of it as like providing them with the nutrition that they need which like maybe their advertising just got to me but i feel like that's the truth though yeah i mean look at jackson he's 12 arthritic he still doesn't realize he's old pulls his muscles and his backs and his neck every once in a blue moon when he's getting rowdy but bounces back and still acts like a puppy yeah we also give them a lot of like vitamins yeah fruit and vitamins we give him supplements for his joints um glucosamine for his joints we give them salmon oil for their skin and their hair because they're our children (laughs) yeah we give them berries and mommy will cut up fresh fruit for them and put it in their bowl we are big about putting their food in their bowl too and not giving it to them from our hand I guess maybe I'm more into that because you, your face just said otherwise. I mean, if I'm giving them a treat, I give it to them from my hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a treat, that's different. But I mean, like, if I'm giving them, like, like yogurt is good for their stomach. So sometimes I'll put, like, yogurt in their food and, like, mix some berries into it as well. So they get a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess uh, we can call this episode then. Dogs need to be let outside we got to go get some dog food and run some errands so thanks so much for tuning into the third episode you can stream this on spotify and watch the video format on youtube so uh have a great day and uh we'll see you guys next week see you then